Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast. We are Two Bros. This is the Two Bros Podcast. Welcome, welcome. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive indeed. Cristiano Ronaldo back at Old Trafford. I mean, it it doesn't get bigger than that if you're a United fan or or a Premier League fan or a football fan. A club legend returning to the club where he basically got noticed came on the international stage came and got noticed by the world for the for the world beater that he is and the, the champion that he has become after that after 12 long years ronaldo is back and this is all uh let's say in a tizzy for a very long time because uh, rumors had you believe that ronaldo was on his way to city Now that would have been the death of football in one transfer window if Ronaldo had gone to City and Messi had gone to PSG both moves for money that would have been the death of football as far as I'm concerned because that was it then it was it was clearly evident that money was now dictating where players end up what motivates players to play the passion of the game would have been gone I don't know some people are calling it a bit of a masterstroke so as to uh, force united's hand because something did like kind of you know get them kick started because if ronaldo had ended up in city it would have been awful just awful uh i mean i know players have done it in the past uh, peter schmeichel comes to my mind i know there are others as well dwight york was it no ma'am probably not dwight york but uh Peter Schmeichel definitely and there's that very famous meme on Instagram if you're a United fan and you follow a bunch of United stuff you've probably have seen this where Schmeichel reaches out to shake Gary Neville's hand and Gary Neville just refuses and walks across so yeah serves him right but it would have been an especially hard pill to swallow if Ronaldo had ended up in Man City because yeah it's it's uh, can't it anything the, the only thing which would have been worse if I mean it would have been if Ronaldo had joined Liverpool that would have been even worse to be honest as a United fan but he's back he's he's happy he's glorious uh I don't care how much money we're throwing at him I don't care how old he is and I know it sparked a lot of debates as what's he going to play where is he going to play is he still good enough uh, what about the number 7 shirt and I'm like it's all right they'll figure it out you're a fan just sit back and watch Ronaldo is back and there's a YouTube video on uh, on YouTube of course uh it said all uh, it's titled all of ronaldo's goals from last season at seria and i've seen some of these goals like fine the defending in seria is not as uh, you know it's not comparable to the premier league standards but my god the guy can still do it he's one of those headers can't remember the last time he scored a headed goal united fans i, I can't i really can't who was it I mean, look at Cavani. Probably Cavani's got a few headed goals, yeah. But who else? I mean, Rashford isn't much of a header. Martial isn't much of a header anyway. Harry Maguire has scored a few headed goals from corners and stuff, set pieces and whatnot. But apart from that, we don't have a, an aerial threat, and Ronaldo is that person. Then I've seen some other goals where he takes up a position right where Mason Greenwood kind of lurks around on the right hand side or the left hand side and just you know blasts it past the keeper. There's not a damn thing you can do about it. But uh, yeah, Ronaldo's back. I'm happy. I'm just I'm thrilled, ecstatic. I mean, I'll be honest here. I had tears in my eyes when I saw that post. When I, I mean, it was all pure pure speculation. Things were heating up, and I was on YouTube. I was watching one of the fan channels, and these these guys are really like legit. Check him out if you can. They call Stratford Paddock. 
So I was watching uh, these guys, these three guys doing a word by word because Fabrizio Romano was tweeting, uh, you know, quite frequently and it looked like things were happening. So these guys went online, did a live uh, video and I was watching that while I was checking my phone and suddenly in the video, everybody just sort of erupted. We got a, here we go from Fabrizio Romano because you know who he is. If you know who he is, that's his go-to phrase when a deal is confirmed. But even then, I was a bit skeptical because it's it's Ronaldo. How? How is this happening? And the next thing you know that it's Manchester United. The official Instagram and Twitter have tweeted a picture of the words Cristiano Ronaldo. And that was it. That was I was that was too much for me. I, I was in tears instantly. I'm oh, my God. I called my brother and even he couldn't believe it. And he was also happy to hear that Ronaldo is back. It's always nice to have a club legend come back to the club. It was like he was reminded of the time Thierry Henry returned to Arsenal and he scored uh, probably on his debut coming off the bench. Man, oh, man, just what a what a time to be alive. Anyway, the reason uh, we have, uh, we, I am doing this podcast is for the Premier League roundup. I know I'm a day late because, uh, well, I got lazy. So, <laughs> what are you going to do? Anyway, Saturday kicked off with Man City versus Arsenal. Arsenal, man, I, I can't even, uh, I can't even begin to describe what Arsenal were. I mean, they played five at the back. And even then, it was it was that man, Granit Xhaka. He's just a red card in the making. He's another Sergio Ramos. You just know he's going to get a red card. What What's up with these people? If they've got such aggression, why not like take anger management therapy or something? It was a demolition. It was too bad to watch. There was nothing. There was nothing in the game. I I skipped it because I was I was expecting it to be a bit of a demolition, and rightly so it was. Final winners, Man City, thoroughly thoroughly back in their grind. To be fair, in Arsenal's favour, they do have a long list of injured uh, personnel. It's not listed here. But yeah, Thomas Pardy is out. Lacazette isn't back. Pepe isn't playing. And uh, yeah, to be honest, it's it's just not looking good. Villian uh, today has secured a move to Corinthians. He's back to Brazil. Uh, he left a message for the Arsenal fans. Too bad his thing doesn't work out because we know what a, what a player he, he was at Chelsea. And uh, yeah, well, that's about it. Moving on to Villa versus Brentford. Brentford finally conceding that first goal of their season. And that's rightly around the time where I purchased their keeper and their defender. So that, that was eight points lost for me in my FPL. So terrible, terrible Brentford. But okay, they're quite they're off to a good start. They've got one win and two draws, I believe, if I'm not wrong. So that's always good. Everton loving life under new management. Uh, suddenly the whole who blah around uh, Rafa Benitez coming at Everton has died down. I mean, come on. What is that all about? Why did we have to go through that crap? But yeah, they're professional managers. I mean, come on. We had uh, so many managers play for other teams. We had Mark Hughes, who was a United player. He managed Man City. I mean, come on. It doesn't... I mean, it's after a point, you just got to let it go. Brighton uh, loses uh, against Everton. Newcastle Southampton was a good game. I'm just going to rush through these games because clearly none of us are, you know, in India at least none of us are, you know, fans of these clubs. I I don't think so. At least listeners of this podcast probably won't be. So Newcastle Southampton went on for a while where James Ward-Prowse got a last minute penalty, 96th minute, probably one of those really like top 10 late goals or something, but uh, can't be sure. Norwich versus Leicester. Now this is the game I did see because Leicester were in a bit of a tizzy at at half time. And Norwich would be unlucky because they did get that goal, but it was ruled out offside. And it was a very stupid kind of a mistake by Todd Cantwell. He was standing in front of the goalkeeper while the ball was headed. And of course, it was called offside. There was no reason for him to be there. He's not a tall guy. He's not He's not doing anything. And once the ball has been shot out, it's just, just move out of there. 
It was a goal. It could have been an easy point for Norwich. And then to make things worse, he just got in the referee's face and got himself a yellow card after that. I mean, talk about talk about things just uh, falling over for this chap. Anyway, moving on, West Ham, Crystal Palace, that man, Mikhail Antonio, again. What a lad. Goal and assist. He was one of the good purchases that really worked out for me this week. And uh, yeah, he did really pay back. Even though he was, he was not my captain, but still worked out quite well. I was quite happy that West Ham and basically everybody in the top three lost points. Liverpool, Chelsea and West Ham dropped points this time. Yes, I'm probably unlucky because... Uh, they could have could have been Crystal Palace. I mean, Patrick Vieira up there. But yeah, they were in the lead. Conor Gallagher, now he's another player which uh, you might want to consider. Conor Gallagher played for West Brom last season. He's on loan from Chelsea. He's a good player. And uh, I reckon he comes in quite cheap. I have to check how cheap he really is. But uh, he really impressed me last season. I, I remember I was watching him and he was... He seems like one of those people who are a bit of a misfit in the team they're in because I mean Chelsea won't play him because Chelsea has that squad depth and there's no place for Conor Gallagher but it's a, just about time where some uh, uh, you know a good club takes notice and just you know picks him up signs him up and uh, you know then it's he's a different player altogether one of the bigger clubs maybe I mean he's, he's at he's at Crystal Palace right now I reckon he could easily end up in I don't know West Ham maybe even Leicester could be one of these teams you now Liverpool Chelsea you know this was a very interesting game now a uh, bit of a controversy. A lot of people had a lot of things to say. Kai Havertz was a, with a brilliant goal. Like a came off the back of his neck or the back of his head or something. And he just looped the goalkeeper. Fantastic. Not easy to do something against uh, Alison Becker because we know what kind of goalkeeper he is. Great work. Now, just shortly before halftime, there was a goal line clearance by Reese James. And it kind of looked like he he got away with it until VAR stepped in. Uh, it appeared that the ball bounced off his thigh and it kind of came back into play by with his arm on the goal line. And if he hadn't done that, it would have been a, a goal for Liverpool. But having seen the replay and the, the controversy here was that the, the referee was shown just a freeze frame, not the full video. That, that didn't matter in my opinion. I mean, pundits will say anything to scandalize, to cause a scandal or anything. But anyway, penalty awarded, Reese James given a red card. Mohamed Salah on the spot converted because of course and after that we we saw the tactical masterclass of Thomas Tuchel like Liverpool really really struggled for the next 30-40 minutes to break Chelsea's defense down Chelsea were really compact they were wide as well they didn't give anything they didn't give weight they didn't give any passes through the middle Jorginho had a good game uh, he cut in those passes and at halftime they replaced Kai Havertz and N'Golo Conte they brought in Kovacic and Thiago Silva to bolster their defense and oh my God, Liverpool had no no answer to it. They brought in Thiago and they uh, in in place of Henderson to you know create that uh, get that creativity in the middle. And that that got me really thinking that Liverpool don't have really have a creative midfielder who can get those through balls in and who can you know do those trick passes and one little one twos to get past the defenders. It just wasn't there. And Rudiger and all these other Chelsea defenders, they held really strong. And Liverpool, it looked like... They were, and at one point, they were just camping in Chelsea's half, deep, deep inside Chelsea's half. But nothing, nothing came off it. And to be fair, Chelsea were lucky to... Unlucky, dare I say, to not win. Because they did hit uh, Liverpool on the counter. And Liverpool were caught with their trousers down their ankles. Lukaku came the closest to score. And he was, he was, he was blocked like... I mean, it was a good attempt. It was a really good attempt, but it was blocked. So Chelsea could have won it, and had they won it, it would have been just just amazing. And I reckon this this draw was required because Chelsea's momentum had to be sort of stopped because they would have just run away with it otherwise. 
and it was a it was a great game to watch to be honest as a football fan even though i was quite happy with the one all result i didn't really want a winner and there i said i was supporting liverpool just a, just a little bit because we know what chelsea have done last season and what thomas tuchel is like any points dropped are you know good i i reckon but uh, yeah man what what a game to watch and chelsea man i mean kudos for what you guys have you know turned into this manager tuchel is <laughs> he's something else I mean we've seen his history and there were there were comparisons there were parallels drawn between Jurgen Klopp and Tuchel that they both started off in small German clubs moved on to Borussia Dortmund Klopp obviously came to Liverpool uh, Tuchel went to PSG and now they're both in the Premier League it was a German uh, loggerhead to be honest but what a great game to watch I quite enjoyed watching it even though there was not many goals in it but a lot of tactical masterclass by Tuchel I was very impressed by what the way Chelsea played after that in the second half great work Purchasing Lukaku didn't help. I had to make a lot. I had to play my wild card basically to accommodate Lukaku, but that didn't work. But it wasn't that kind of game. Lukaku did got a goal, decent number of touches. He played with his back towards goal. He was the target man. He did a, his held up. His hold up play was really good. But uh, dare I say, he was unlucky to not get that goal against uh, Liverpool. And uh, well, let's see. Let's see what happens. Chelsea are still that good. team that you will definitely expect a lot of goals from so maybe Lukaku just just worth holding on to him for a little bit longer i know he's expensive he's 11.2 with harry kane back and uh, there i say who else cavani is back and maybe cristiano ronaldo i don't know if they feature him as a forward or a defender or a midfielder i don't know yet i haven't checked but uh, i i don't even know how much his price is going to be i'm expecting any anything upwards of 10 has to be has to be upwards of 10 but uh, time will tell we'll see how, we'll see how it goes Anyway, Burnley versus Leeds, one all winners. Leeds, uh, well, I'm quite uh, unhappy with the way Leeds have started. They could have, they could have lost this game quite easily. Patrick Bamford on the score sheet again. Uh, two draws and a loss for Leeds. I'm not sure if Bielsa would be happy with that because we know the kind of football he likes to play. All out attack. Uh, they have, uh, if I am, if rumors are to be believed, they are in the pursuit of Dan James, and it looks like a done deal for 25 million. Not a bad business, but I do feel bad for Dan James. He's a good servant for the club. He. liked playing for the shirt and uh, i i still remember his opening day goal against chelsea where he scored and he the way he celebrated that 4-1 win and uh, i remember him crying just because he lost his dad the same week and then he scored a premier league goal his first premier league goal was it his first he probably played for swansea maybe he didn't score and maybe swansea were in the lower division i'm not sure but it was his first premier league goal or not but it was definitely his first goal for united and oh my god what a moment that was But uh, yeah, I'm not sure Bielsa would be happy with that. But uh, Leeds still holding on; they haven't uh, lost their way entirely. Moving on to new management on the Spurs, one nil winners over Watford. Now this is another game to watch. Spurs, Watford really, really compact, really narrow, allowing Spurs to have that width. But will they would just didn't do anything with it. There was just nothing in the game. Uh, Spurs tried everything. Another maybe another team lacking a creative midfielder after the departure of uh, Christian Eriksen. And uh, man, I remember the Spurs of back then when we had players like Modric and Bale and Van der Vaart playing. Man, that was a team to watch. But uh, nothing in it except that one free kick from Son Heung-min because who else? And it foxed everybody. It was a bit of it was a great, great free kick. It was way out, perfectly balanced. And it's as a goalkeeper, I can say those are very difficult where. If if anybody gets even a nick on the ball, the direction just changes and you're out. You you just don't have time to react to that. It just doesn't work. I remember when I was playing uh, as a keeper in one of these teams. Uh, there was it was a five-a-side uh, pitch, and there was this one team, where, and obviously there was no there was no offside. 
they just planted their tall striker right in front of me and all they would do is hoof balls up towards him all he would do would just get a nick by his head and sometimes he didn't even get a nick i would just be foxed and that was it i think they scored twice or thrice like that and i, I didn't have an answer what to do eventually i ended up uh, out stepping him and coming out for the punch or a collection that kind of helped but that guy was really tall he was physical i kind of struggled with it a bit and i when i saw this free kick it reminded me of that but because as a keeper you're in two minds should i go for it should i not go for it because if you go for it and anyone gets even a toe on it it's going in and there's not a damn thing you know so you tend to leave it for the last moment where you see all right what else what's going on but nobody got a touch it bounced harmlessly in front of everybody and then just sort of rolled into the goal uh, went into the goal son great job he was my captain got a goal uh, five points in the bag and uh, with that spurs remain the only team which have made a clean start a complete a perfect start nine points out of nine available and this is the first time in the history of the two clubs london uh, london clubs tottenham and arsenal where spurs are at the top of the league and arsenal are at the bottom of the league for the first time ever and if you're a spurs fan i mean it's about a time to be alive uh, off to a great start yes they're 3-1 victories but whatever a win is a win and uh, you've got harry kane back he's committed for another season to the club and uh, there you have it arsenal are at the bottom so if you're a spurs fan happy days now another game which had which was really really tough was united playing away to wolves and dare i say wolves were a bit unlucky to not come up with all three points here two goal line clearances one by da- aaron wambisaka oh my god that man rightly so is called a spider because he's definitely got eight legs somehow he sticks a leg i mean dahaya is beaten at this point he's obviously got no choice he had to come out and uh, go for a block he's beaten Wambisaka comes out of nowhere and sticks a leg and blocks the goal. My goodness, that was insane. And if you thought that was insane, David De Gea with a double save. It came off, uh, I think it was Roman Saiz it came off. He was he outmuscled Varane, got a header down which was luckily straight at De Gea, but never mind it bounced straight back into play. Roman Saiz thwacked it and De Gea instinctively stuck a hand out. blocked it and then the defenders cleared it it was curtains if that goal had gone in what a performance defensively by united and adama traore throughout the entire game looked menacing but that's the thing with adama traore he's yes he's menacing he will get the occasional goal and assist but he is not a goal machine he just just isn't and i i feel like he's a bit wasted at a club at club like uh, like wolves you know i i believe last season if i if the rumors are to be believed that Barcelona were looking at Adama Traore because he is that physical and man did he outmuscle people in uh, in the United uh, midfield and uh defense I mean talk to Fred if you want <laughs> Fred got outmuscled a bunch of times by Adama Traore but what a man to watch I hope he gets picked up because he's such an exciting player to watch he's it's like I remember back when it used to be Rooney and Ronaldo like the minute you give the ball to Ronaldo the entire stadium just sort of lifts up like it's something's going to happen something's going to happen he's going to run for it he's going to shoot something's going to happen that's the thing with Adama Traore he just lifts the game he just lifts the commentators the crowd the stadium it's just he's just that kind of personality it's just amazing to watch it's too bad he doesn't get on the score sheet too often but what a man what a man and uh, that man mason greenwood i mean come on what a start he's off to he's he's cheap again he's a midfield his price as a midfielder is at 7.6 uh, same price as diego jota and he's mason greenwood's got three goals in three games now and an assist by rafael varan in the first game and now varan he had a decent game i would say uh, he looked he uh, he 
he got in a lot of good positions to be honest and he he looked comfortable on the ball few occasion where he felt like a bit shaky where the romain size the size uh, chance to be uh, to be specific where he kind of got out muscled by size but to be fair size is a big guy but uh, varan should have dealt with it he looked composed he looked like a like a like the veteran defender that he is he's 28 he's he's uh, he's won everything there is to win so good lad happy to have him in the team jaden sancho to be honest had a bit of a disappointing uh, game from he was there was just nothing in it and uh, there were occasions where you could see solchar and uh, sancho in conversation he tried to get sancho more involved in in the game but um, yeah i just i was a bit disappointed with sancho and he was replaced on the 72nd minute by anthony marcial and marcial too didn't do much to be honest i uh, don't know what that's about don't know what what happened to marcial and uh, what sancho's about i mean sancho didn't get a start up he came off the bench i think a few times in the euros if i'm not mistaken maybe once or twice maybe in the euro friendlies but i haven't seen enough of sancho to be convinced that he should cost that much maybe dortmund have pulled off another scam <laughs> i don't know remains to be seen i mean as a united fan i do want him to prosper and i mean come on of course but uh, remains to be seen what he does one of the winners united at away at wolves now this win makes them it it sets a new record for the most uh uh you know being the most uh, being undefeated for the most games away from home that's 28 now they've beaten the record of arsenal from the 2002 2003 season if i believe the invincible arsenals and uh what a time what an achievement and you you can say whatever you want about uh, solskjaer and the style of football that he plays and whatever but this is unbelievable not even uh, guardiola's barcelona uh, forget about barcelona guardiola's man city or klopp's liverpool have been able to do that great achievement for solskjaer and it's it's really it's very impressive you know in the premier league away from home 28 games unbeaten consecutively it's fantastic i would say touch wood i hope people don't jinx it i hope this carries on it's always nice to get points away from home because we know how difficult these places are more in you for instance terrible place to be uh well i was just happy moving on to the fpl another see another game week where i wasn't quite happy with the way things turned out uh, my saviors my messiahs for my team were human son of course like i mentioned my captain got 20 points for him mikhail antonio 11 points for him and everybody else was a dud including my bench raya 3 amarte 2 pinak 2 duffy 1 jota 1 benrama 2 fernandez 2 lukaku 2 ings 4 and my bench gaeta 1 bisuma 1 alonso 2 simikas 1 awful 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 all around but better than last week i would definitely take that i will definitely take that i have made a few changes i have moved things around a bit i brought in alonso back in the squad i have put ings back on the bench for next game week because he's up against chelsea so my lineup looks like raya he's uh, brighton's goalkeeper home at uh, uh, brighton away alonso sorry brighton at home alonso penak duffy uh It's, it i am always in two minds to play the same defender and the same goalkeeper from the same team you know because if you if you concede a goal that's eight points gone maybe i should just play around a bit but then i don't have anybody else amarte is playing man city simikas is playing leeds away and simikas now that robertson is back is probably not a good option to hold on to i mean he might get those starts but uh, remains to be seen once robertson is fully fit i reckon simikas will just be on the bench i guess I've brought in Greenwood. I've sold a Diego Jota because Jota didn't start, and uh, Firmino. Though it do look like he kind of hobbled off with a minor tweak, minor injury, but I reckon 
Uh, Klopp does like to play Firmino, Salah and Mane up front and Diogo Jota as, a, as an impact sub 60-70 odd minutes he's going to come in and try to do stuff and of course the rotation is there but Diogo Jota not a regular starter for me I mean he got off to a great start because Bobby Firmino wasn't playing um, but remains to be seen I brought in Greenwood because he's in red hot form they're away to Newcastle at home hopefully a certain Cristiano will make his appearance as well cannot 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 wait for that what a terrible time to have an international break eh? but what you going to do Stone stays in the team because, of course, Ben Rama is still there. I'm, I've got a close eye on Ben Rama. I mean, I haven't seen much from him after, since I bought him. He's 6.4. I reckon I can get a lot of other players for that kind of money. Fernandez, of course, one of those must-haves for me. He's still there. He's probably going to last the entire season. Bissouma, that cheap uh, option available. Bissouma was linked heavily with Manchester United and a bunch of other cl- clubs as well. He's rated at about 40 million, or if I remember correctly, 40 million for a player like Bissouma is a bit too much. I reckon Arsenal were also in it for Bissouma. Then I've got uh, that man Lukaku up front and Mikhail Antonio alongside him. I've captained Lukaku because they're playing Aston Villa at home. I'm expecting an absolute demolition. I've also got Alonso in the team. He's on the bench. No, sorry, not on the bench. He's he's on the playing 11. I reckon it's going to be a demolition. So that's about it. That's my roundup. Those are my reviews and happy days for Tottenham fans and even happier days for United fans. Do let me know how you feel about this club. Sorry, this uh, this game week, how it turned out. Give me your comments. Give me your feedback. Give me some talking points you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I reckon there's a lot of football fans who listen to this stuff. If you want to be on the show, get in touch. We have a website now, the 2prospodcast.wordpress.com. Do check us out. Do leave a comment. And uh, those who knows me, who know me personally, drop in a text and... Uh, Yep, let's do this. Till then, uh, enjoy your international break, I guess. Uh, Not much to do with that. But, uh, yep, hopefully we come back to more explosive uh, matches, exciting players to watch. And today is the deadline day transfer. I mean, expecting some more transfers to happen. Let's see what happens and uh, where people end up. Happy days. Alrighty, see you next time.